Fit to Rule by John O'Brien A short story from League of Legends Read to you by Prestige Edition Featuring the voice of the Sweet Sniper I'm starting to sweat, Bayal. Please, do not let me sweat. Kiana's servant fretted at the words. He mustered what little control he had over the elements, concentrating on forming a magical cloud of mist. In seconds, the mist surrounded Kiana and grew cooler, dispelling the heat of the jungle. That's better, said Kiana. If I am to do this, I must be able to focus. She began to swivel her umlal slowly around her body, causing the jungle thicket to bend and part with each rotation of the ring blade. Roots and stems popped, tossing up bits of soil until, at last, a narrow trail revealed itself in the brush. Here it is, Kiana said and promptly started down the winding path. With each twist of her umlal, the thick vines of the rainforest receded before her. Behind her, they slithered back across the path to conceal it. Bayal fell behind just long enough to be caught in the growth of the writhing plants. Keep up, Bayal, said Kiana. Honestly, you have one task. The servant hurdled the freshly grown thicket, struggling to catch up to Kiana and to maintain the temperature of her mist cloud. When the two finally emerged from the forest, the sun had sunk low in the sky, its golden dusk light shining on a small village. Kiana took one last look behind her to see the secret path was now completely buried in jungle. Three village elders greeted her with a respectful Ishtali salute, arms held tightly across their chests, and led her into a plaza just inside the settlement. At the far end of the plaza, a great Piltoven machine sat lifeless and defeated, spoils from a recent skirmish in the jungle. Kiana paid it little mind as she took the seat presented to her at a small table, modestly set with fruits and nuts. To what do we owe this honor, child of the Yun? asked an elderly woman, leaning forward to get a better look at Kiana. I have heard the news of your prefect's passing. You have my condolences, said Kiana. Killed by the outlanders, said an old man, pointing at the Piltoven machine to his rear. Try to stop one of those from telling trees for their mine. So I was told, said Kiana. She sat perfectly upright as she arrived at the purpose of her visit. It seems the Tigras needs a more capable governor, one who is strong enough to stand up to the outlanders and their toys, said Kiana with confidence. Someone like me. The elders turned to each other, confusion showing through their weathered faces. But, Yunalai, respectfully, we already have someone like you, said the old woman. 
Your sister is here. What? fumed Kiana. As if on cue, a procession of local servants marched across the plaza toward Kiana. Four of them carried a palanquin on their shoulders. As the palanquin came closer, Kiana could see a plush bed, several fine silk pillows, and her sister, Mara, reclining with a goblet of wine in her hand. A silver tray of exquisite dishes rested beside her, and two servants cooled her with elemental magic, far stronger than Bial's. As Kiana wiped a bead of sweat from her brow, she glared bitterly at her servant. Kiana, so good to see you, said Mara uneasily as her palanquin came to rest on the ground. Mara, you seem to be enjoying yourself, said Kiana. Mara squirmed under her sister's penetrating stare, seemingly trying to retreat into the plush bedding. Would you care for some wine? offered Mara, as she took a tense, joyless sip from her goblet. You're supposed to protect this village, not empty its larders, said Kiana, declining the drink. You should step down. Let me be prefect. Mara froze as she forced wine down her rigid throat. I cannot do that, she said. You know this. I am older than you. A whole year older, replied Kiana, yet so far behind. She approached her sister's bed, her smug expression slowly transforming into a scowl. I say this only as a statement of fact. You know it is true. What would happen if these miners discovered this village? I would defend it, said Mara meekly. You would die. So would everyone in this village. This we both know, said Kiana, for everyone in the plaza to hear. I can protect them. A murmur spread about the plaza. Mara bit her bottom lip something she had done since childhood, particularly when her younger sister had gotten the better of her. I cannot give it to you. The Yuntal will not allow it, said Mara timidly. They will if you resign, said Kiana. Go home to Ishao Khan. Tend your water garden. I will assume your responsibilities here. She watched Mara's eyes dart around at the elders, as if looking for some way to save face. The law is clear, said Mara. No one else may be prefect as long as I am capable of governing. Clenching her jaw in anger, Kiana turned toward the great machine resting at the far end of the plaza. She spun her umlal around her body startling the elders from their seats. Drawing elements from all around the plaza to the blade, she launched them toward the machine. In an instant, the great metal behemoth was entombed in ice, battered by rocks, and ripped apart by vines, all at the command of the young Unalai.
The elders and servants in the plaza gave an audible gasp at the display of power. You think you already have someone like me, said Kiana. But there is no one like me. The elders frowned at her, reaffirming the decision. As long as Unalaimara is capable of governing, the position belongs to her. The words rang in Kiana's head as she turned and silently left the plaza, dejected. She led Bayal back to the edge of the village, where they were met by two elementalist wardens. No need to see us off, said Kiana. I know the way and what to do with it. With a turn of her amlal, she parted the brush to reveal the path that led back through the jungle. With her servant struggling to cool her, she walked back toward the grand arcologies of Ishao Khan, uncovering the secret path and recovering it behind her. As soon as they were out of sight of the village, Kiana's omlal slowed. Behind them, the path was now unconcealed, laid bare in the late day sun. Mayunalai, you've forgotten to cover the path, said Bayal. Bayal, does your one task have anything to do with tending the path? asked Kiana. No, Mayunalai, but what if someone finds the village? Not to worry, I'm sure the new prefect will defend it, said Kiana. The following morning, Kiana awoke in Ishao Khan to the sound of sobs. Outlanders, they found Tigress. Her sister's cries came from the hallway outside her bedroom. Kiana put on her robe and opened the bedroom door to find Mara weeping in Bayal's arms. Mara, what's the matter? asked Kiana making some effort to sound concerned. Her sister turned to her, red-faced and trembling, covered in scratches from running through the jungle. The miners. They leveled the village. Half the people are dead. The other half are hiding. I barely escaped. Kiana embraced her sister, suppressing a smile over her shoulder. Do you see now? I was only looking out for you, said Kiana. Being a prefect is a dangerous responsibility. I should have listened. You, you would have crushed the Piltovens, lamented Mara. Yes, I would have, said Kiana. She beamed as she thought of the miners and mercenaries that had plundered the village. How easily she would slaughter them and how the surviving elders would grovel in thanks to her as they came to the same realization her sister was now reaching. You should be prefect of Tigres, said Mara. I should, thought Kiana. I deserve it. I'd like to thank the Sweet Sniper for this week's collaboration. You can find me at twitch.tv slash thesweetsniper. 
All credit for these stories goes to Riot Games and League of Legends. Full details can be found in the video description. If you enjoyed this production, please hit like and subscribe. There's a lot more coming.